0: Everyone and welcome to empowering homeschool conversations um, we are so excited to, to have another episode and um, to be wrapping up this month as we're talking about different curriculum methodologies that homeschoolers use because a lot of times when you start homeschooling um, you're like "Well, what do I do and how do other people do it and so that that is kind of what we've been diving into this month of January of just different Um, these different methodologies. And tonight we're going to be talking about a literature-rich curriculum. And my guest is Tracy Goldley. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you for being here tonight.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, I am too. You've been on an episode before, but it was as like a side guest for um, a broadcast way when we got started. And actually next month we're celebrating our three-year anniversary of doing this broadcast. I can't believe it's been... That long, so um, so yeah, it's it's been exciting. So um, so I'm glad to have you back and to be talking about this. And if you're watching, um, we have viewers already popping on. Share this with somebody. If you're watching on YouTube, share the link. If you're watching on Facebook, share it. Um, and then also we're we're broadcasting to Periscope, and so um, we just want to make sure that um, we have as many people in our community here and just. Um, We're enjoying the conversation together so um also i want to thank our sponsor the maloney method and we're going to hear more from them about halfway through the broadcast and um, a little bit about um, what they offer homeschoolers as well so um so tracy as we are kicking off um just getting started i would love for you to um just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and and why you have chosen to homeschool and um, a little bit of that story. So just so we can get to know
1: you. Yeah, um, we live in Oregon and uh, my husband is a pastor here. And um, I am a homeschooled homeschooler, so second generation. Yes. I was homeschooled from second grade all the way through. So we homeschooled from the very beginning Um, Mm. and so currently I have a ninth grader, a seventh grader and a third grader. Um, so yeah. And, um, a few years into the journey, we got, um, mixed diagnosis with ADHD and some dyslexia all just kind of mixed in there and, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that, um, yeah. So that's kind of a little bit of our story. Um, yeah.
0: So, so, you have chosen a literature-rich curriculum,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so can you tell us about uh, why families would choose that, and then, you know, why did you choose it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, first, uh, just to explain a little bit about what it would be, the a literature-rich curriculum um, is going to use a lot of books, a lot of real books, versus mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. textbook approach. Um, so, it kind of is... It includes a lot of different methods. So it could be Charlotte Mason, it could be classical, it could be kind of a unit study. Mm -hmm. Um, Even some unschooling could take Mm -hmm. a literature-rich approach. So it kind of encompasses quite a few methods. Um, But Mm -hmm. the basis is you're you're using a lot of books (laughs) in every Mm -hmm. subject. Um, So for us, we'd already chosen this approach, just this idea of Um, using these books um, to teach, to have discussion and conversation. All of that was important to us. Mm -hmm. And I think probably just the mix of um, a pastor and an English teacher. (laughs) We already had a (laughs) lot of books going. Yes, (laughs) Um, exactly. (laughs) So we were already on that road before we um, realized any of the additional challenges to homeschooling that would come up. Um, Mm -hmm. But what I found was that, really a literature approach gave me more freedom um, yeah. for our particular challenges that we were facing. Um, for one, it provides a wide range for a wide range of reading levels. It's a mix and match. So you're not limited oh. to a graded reader. You're not limited to right. a graded textbook. Point. Mm-hmm. Um, even within subjects. So yeah, you could have... Well, for my ninth grader, um, wanted, we pulled a picture book to help with DNA. <laughs> so, you know, just uh, reading a picture yes. book on uh-huh. Mendel, as well as, you know, some of his harder level reading. So you can mix those mm-hmm. reading levels. You can mix um, genres and styles to appeal to their imagination, to appeal to their interests, and right. to really make it... Um, Something they can own and enjoy for themselves. Um, So it's given me a lot of freedom in that area. Um, Mm. One of the other reasons that I would recommend a literature approach is that it makes reading a lifestyle and not just a subject your student struggled in. That's a really
0: good point. Yeah. It
1: has really, it helps associate reading with those positive experiences because Mm. you can. Customized to their interests. you can right. cozy up on the couch, you can mm-hmm. add their favorite food. you know it just you can mm-hmm. tie that reading in with positive memories, positive experiences. Yeah. Um, and then it's just part of their life. I mean we have books in every room of the house. you just mm. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> someone's always got a book out um, and that's just part of every day. It's not limited to school it's not limited to a subject um, right. So that's another positive. Yeah, I can Um, see
0: how that would be helpful and
1: just yeah.
0: um, And kids can feel so confined, especially if they've got siblings who you know skyrocket above them. Then they can start comparing. Well, I Mm -hmm. did that book just last year, but they're five years younger than me, and you know, and instead of um, oh, well, this is my book, this is your book, and we're (laughs) reading the same subject area but but yet we're reading different books and it doesn't matter. and
1: sometimes even shared stories so some of the really fun things Mm. we've done is a story on various levels so you know one was Gulliver's Travels and that's available Ah. in several children's versions as well as your upper readers and so each one had one on their level and then Ah. we got to talk about the story all together Um, or we recently Trojan Horse was another one we did that with where each of Mm. them had this story at an appropriate level for them. But then we all had to, we got to share that experience together and that conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it really builds those relationships and provides for those conversations to happen. Mm
0: -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, You can find all those different things. Um, I do want to remind our audience if you're watching and you have questions or comments as we're going along, make sure you put those in the feed. We'll con- if you're watching live, we'd love for you to be part of the conversation. And um, that's why we call it Empowering Homeschool Conversations <laughs> um, <laughs> instead of just us conversing, But um, which is great too. So, um, so for your family, then you chose it just because it had that flexibility. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's kind of what um, you were.
1: The talking flexibility, about. yeah. The the connection, um, the conversations, those were all mm-hmm. kind of key components that we wanted to include that led us yeah. this direction. That's
0: great. Yeah, I know. I looked at literature rich, and I really th- saw so many positive things. And we ended up going with the unit studies with. Literature, so mm-hmm. I'm glad that you point that out. That it doesn't, it doesn't just have to be uh, a box set. That this is a literature program or curriculum written with right. literature. That you can add literature into a whole lot of other things because mm-hmm. we read so many good books and right. You know, my, but. That um, we we kind of get stuck in that that box thinking that well if it's literature curriculum it's something that where they're going to give me the book list and I'm going to get this where um, mm-hmm. I I tended to like to pick my own books
1: <laughs> I do so, too. <laughs> right. my curriculum is a jumping off point
0: <laughs> yes exactly yes give me give me some a little structure and I'll, yep. I'll be creative the rest of the way. So (laughs) my guest last week was the same way. She's like, I don't follow directions for recipes. How am I going to follow a curriculum? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. so there's hope for you. If you do the same as we do, (laughs) you can make it work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what does it look like in your home then using this literature rich um, curriculum approach?
1: It has looked probably a little different through various stages of our lives. That's a good Um, point. But some of the things, Mm -hmm. yeah, that we've kind of our tenants, I guess, that we've kind of held to. um, We are very self-paced, so Mm -hmm. even though I'm using a curriculum that says read this page to this page this week, yeah, uh, we kind of take Mm -hmm. our own pace, and sometimes that's Mm -hmm. a little faster, and sometimes that's a little slower. Um, Yeah. So it's been a guide for us, um, Mm -hmm. and I don't read every book. So sometimes I'll cut a book (laughs) to allow us to spend as long as we need to on the ones that I know are our priority. Mm -hmm. And so um, even just this last couple of weeks, um, our curriculum said, read this book in a week, and I thought, there's no way. (laughs) (laughs) So we stretched it to two weeks and (laughs) cut one of the other books and thought, let's just really delve into this one rather than rush. Um, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. been throughout and sometimes even allowing my child to set the pace. So yeah. there was a period of time where um, my daughter had a lot of anxiety. So to give her a book and say, you need to have this done by would yes. just be very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so to allow her to just here, read the book. Let me know when you're done. And then we'll set up our little book chat um, Mm -hmm. and approach it that way. Or just to keep the the literature guide pages in a separate notebook. Mm -hmm. And when she said she was done, then I would pull it out and we would do it. But not to stress out about how fast it got done. And in the end, some books would take her longer than I would have thought. And some books Mm -hmm. didn't take her nearly as long as I thought it would. And so it all kind of washed in the end. Um, right. And it was a really good thing for her to be able to kind of take some control in that area. So, mm-hmm. self paced is one of the big things for us. Um, also, great. we've always taken a broad approach to reading. <laughs> so, <laughs> reading does not mean that you have to sit down and hold the book and I read. Um, reading for us is read alouds, it's audiobooks, yes. um, it's mm-hmm. ebooks. Uh, Mm -hmm. E-books have a great advantage if you have a struggling reader because they can customize font size and line length and background color. And so that was really helpful Mm -hmm. um, for some of my kids at different points. Um, Companion reading. Um, That's Mm -hmm. another fun Can you describe Um, that? Yes.
0: People don't understand that.
1: So especially if I have a book that I know is going to push their reading level, Hmm. we will sit down and read it together. So maybe I'll do most of the reading and then my child will read a line or two here or there. Or for instance, Mm -hmm. um, one of the books I did with my son was Winnie the Pooh, which was high interest, very engaging, Mm -hmm. um, but, but kind of a tricky reading level. And so yeah. he would choose certain characters, and I would read all the other characters. And it changed mm-hmm. depending on what the story was that we read. But it was really helpful for him to not have to struggle through Owl, but be able to read Piglet as the story. Um, and so it just, again, it creates that positive experience. It's not intimidating now. Mm-hmm. Um, it helped him work on some expression. And some of those, because he was really into the character voices. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. So just to have that broad idea of we're not limited to reading. We're not limited to a physical book. There's all of these other avenues for getting that reading done.
0: Yeah. Mm
1: So just keeping that a wide range of things. And Um, and it's
0: such a good example too. I mean, those there are, it, it's nice when you do have those characters that your kids relate to and, yeah. and you can pull that out and, and get them. Because reading can be so dry and um, it, it's, it, for those that are struggling readers, it's such a laborious task. And to add mm-hmm. some fun and some lightness into that can, can make them see that reading can be enjoyed, even if it is, you can't do a whole lot of it at a time. Right. Um, I know. And because they get fatigued. When they mm-hmm. read, and and you have to, to to work around that with those struggling readers. So, so that was a, that's a a great point. So, so what else?
1: <laughs> um, another thing, I always get a variety of options for mm-hmm. both what they read and then how they are going to demonstrate their comprehension. And so, as I mentioned oh, before, yes. my curriculum is kind of my jumping off point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go to the library and I. Search the topic and pull a bunch of books I think will be exciting and mm-hmm. kind of let them pick through that and decide what they want to read. That's um, a great idea. Yes. So, again, it gives them that ownership. They've chosen mm-hmm. this book. They've chosen, in one sense, their own reading level
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I haven't assigned necessarily. There's some books I assign, mm-hmm. but then giving them some things that they can just choose for themselves. Um, right. And then Um, how to demonstrate their own comprehension. This has been fun. Um, Mm. And that's just allowing their own creativity. So um, sometimes it's been creating a board game for Uh the book that they've read or um, acting it out as a skit or Mm. Mm -hmm. um, just a lot of different ways that they've kind of chosen, whether it's a display board um, right. I have a writer who you know he's gonna write his own version or write a report, mm-hmm. or so just to let them express what they've comprehended in a variety yeah. of ways, mm-hmm. and then of course, the traditional way we'll sit down and we'll just talk about it, have our yeah. chat, mm-hmm. ask the questions. Um, right. so those are kind of the things that have not changed over the years,
0: mm. yeah. Yeah, that's. That's great. That um, I mean, you're you're kind of morphing it though, as as your kids um, go through those different stages mm-hmm. and and have those struggles. Which I, I love that when you know you said that you know we just take it at their own pace because um, mm-hmm. we can get so stuck in our our idea of what our schedule needs to look like, and mm-hmm. it can be. It can be so stressful for our kids when we're just pushing on that schedule and we're not looking at them and what they realistically can do. And, and it is allowing them to learn versus allowing them to be stressed <laughs> and they're not yeah. learning at all and they're shutting down on us.
1: And sometimes I think it requires us maybe really re- defining for ourselves what success looks like.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, is
1: do I feel successful just because I've checked the boxes off or the fact that we've had a, you know, a positive experience with this book, they've really understood it and grasped the ideas, right. is that success, even though it took mm-hmm. us two to three weeks instead of the one week that the curriculum said it was going to take.
0: Exactly. Cause I, I want to tell all of you that have younger readers that, mm-hmm. you know, I now have 20 year olds and the amount of books that they read when they were that age doesn't matter now you know it um it matters that they love to read i mean they order books they they even my one who has really severe dyslexia orders books to read for himself because mm. he is an avid reader and um but when you instill in that and you don't push that that makes like tracy was talking about is they they love that process. They they love to read a book. They're, they're, the, there's one in their hand. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. where everybody has has their book, um, in the house, and um, they're they're continuing to 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 feed themselves and learn, which is so important. We don't want them to lose that. So,
1: yeah. and they associate it with those positive experiences, those positive mm-hmm. memories. Um, yeah. And it's funny to me that sometimes in the chaos of every day, I don't think things are going as well as they think they are. Because uh-huh. <laughs> um, I've had times where I've second guessed myself and thought, this just mm-hmm. is not working, whether it's a read aloud and there's just chaos everywhere, you know, just interruptions and bickering. And I think, oh, this was just a total flop and then I'll hear a few months later remember when you were reading that book it was so good <laughs> 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 they just they don't remember it the same way I do it was just yes, to them exactly it was- so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: that's that's a great point love that um so um we're gonna take a Break and hear from our sponsor and then I'm gonna have Tracy come come back Um, and also just to let you know that we'd love to have your questions and comments um, about using a literature-rich curriculum um, say hi Um, but just um, put all those in the feed and we'll be able to see them so so Tracy I'll let you take a quick break and um, and we're gonna hear from our sponsor Maloney method I'm gonna put up their website here for you it's MaloneyMethod.com if you're listening on the podcast because we do turn this record this um, broadcast into a podcast, it comes out on Sundays. Um, but um, Maloney Method is wants you to know that children with special needs often need help learning to read, which we're talking about tonight. Um, the best science has shown that a direct instruction program is most effective approach. Until now, that has required a special training of teachers and or tutors. Now a new program has been released by Maloney Method, which enables any person who is able to read to teach someone else who can't. This is because this digital reading program incorporates the direct instruction lessons into the device so that no training is required just a determination of a correct or incorrect answer by the student. Details and free lessons are available at maloneymethod.com and that's m-a-l-o-n-e-y-m-e-t-h-o-d.com and you'll be able to see that um, that link as well as all the resources that Tracy's going to be sharing in the second half. I've got all those links already in the YouTube feed. So make sure that um, you check that out. But um, I'm gonna bring Tracy back and we're gonna continue talking about um, using good books, literature mm-hmm. in your homeschooling. And um, and so um, we've talked a lot about just why we would use it and how that, that looks. But um, for struggling readers, do you have some strategies on how to to do read out louds especially Um, because you know it's it's like I remember the days in you know in the public school when it was your turn to read out loud (laughs) and you know like this fear came over you and it's it's a little better when you're reading just with mom there but yet there's that anxiety that I'm just not doing it as good as I can and so how do we help those our kids that have those struggles and um what do you have Um, to share
1: or so for specifically for a a child who's doing the reading aloud or for the mom who's doing the read aloud
0: (laughs) probably both because i mean reading comprehension is difficult too um because I know, you know, my one son, I didn't realize the same one that has dyslexia also has an auditory processing disorder. Mm -hmm. So things weren't going in either, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. his ear. And, um, I just thought, you know, oh, he's just being difficult, but no, he really couldn't understand the audio books or read the books. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's difficult both ways. So whatever you have yeah. to share, love to hear it.
1: <laughs> um, I would say if, if the child is struggling with reading aloud, the companion reading method has been really successful for us. Of mm-hmm. Taking mm-hmm. that pressure off, having a really engaging book, um, and then just having them read small portions of it while you read with them um, has been a really effective way. Um, keep it short. I wouldn't mm-hmm. require too much reading out loud, especially if you're just starting, um, yeah. or if there's a particular struggle with it. And then, um, high interest—choose something uh, yes. that your your kid is eager to read with you. Mm-hmm. Um, even um, joke books.
0: Yeah, you don't think of that as oh, high yes. quality
1: literature, but if you're looking for something for a struggling reader to read out loud. That's a good point. Um, that's yeah. a good one. We have a lot mm-hmm. of fun with that.
0: And they learn um, an inflection then of speaking. Yes. Um, Yeah, because my same son with all those those other issues had a speech issue as well, and I just recorded an entire joke book, and he picked up all the inflections, and mm. it was he would go out into then like when we met with relatives, he would tell them it was 101 elephant jokes, so we heard a lot <laughs> of elephant jokes, but. <laughs> but he felt so confident because he knew the inflection he knew how to pause because I I had recorded all of that for him so all he had to do was copy and that gave him confidence then to continue going on you know with and
1: he loves positive reaction
0: (laughs) yes exactly
1: so yeah um great advice yeah so for the mom doing the read aloud, or if you have an audio book that you're playing, um, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. my kids are older now, but especially when they were younger, very busy, very active. There's no yeah. sitting down. I right. know <laughs> in my mind I created this little woman scene, you know, where everybody's oh, piled around me on the couch. <laughs> yeah, that. that did not happen. Never, either, no, right? no, <laughs> <laughs> never happened. Um, so yeah, one of the top things that I would recommend is add food. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Add yes, food. Completely um, agree. <laughs> It makes everything a win. <laughs> uh, it creates that positive memory. It keeps their mm-hmm. mouths busy. So, if you, especially if you have a talker and they tend to interrupt while you're trying to oh, read, yes. their mouths are full. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, if you have someone who's reluctant to join the read aloud or the audiobook, food's always a win. So, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't have to yeah. be big. And maybe you just read at meal times or,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Maybe it's a special snack, you know, your tea, and you bake something. But maybe mm-hmm. it's just pop a bag of popcorn and put okay. it out. It doesn't have to be complicated, but mm-hmm. food is a big help. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Add an activity, yeah. and I've I usually insist that it has to be a screen-free activity. Um, at least those are our house rules. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's so much that they have enjoyed doing. And now it's just kind of natural. They know an audiobook is coming on. They just all kind of wander off and grab their little activity and come in. Um, That's great. Yeah,
0: so, you could be sewing or you know, a yes, bunch of different crocheting,
1: things. crocheting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you yeah. could also um, drawing and sketching mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. one they like to go to. Um, even Legos or Play-Doh or something if you've got a smaller kid nice. and yeah. just, mm-hmm. you've got a play Quietly, but as long as we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, for my older kid, um, he likes the extreme dot-to-dot books or oh, those extreme mazes. Those. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're mm-hmm. like 250 dots and you need <laughs> <you're laughs> a magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm putting my
0: goggles um,
1: on. <laughs> or the, the metal earth crafts, which is, you know, the really intricate metal. You've got your needle nose yeah. plier and you're putting together – Mm. Millennial mm-hmm. Falcon and you know the size. Um, wow! Sticker books, those sticker, mm-hmm. even those sticker mosaics, where they're looking for the. Oh, so any page. activity, mm-hmm. any that's kind of they can divide their attention. It keeps those busy. They've got their hands busy. They've got their mouths busy, and they can listen. Mm-hmm. And really, yeah. um, if you have a child with ADHD, they listen better yes. because that busy part of their mind is such a distraction that if they don't have something to occupy it, yeah. all of their concentration mm-hmm. is there. Um,
0: so they actually still. listen better. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. You might not think it, but they do. They listen a lot better if they have something mm-hmm. they're working mm-hmm. on. Um, yeah. I always, when I'm doing a read aloud or an audiobook, um, I try to stop earlier than I want to. Mm-hmm. than they want to have them begging for more yes, don't go until you've lost advice. them mm-hmm. um always stop when everybody's like no
0: <laughs> it make it so
1: much better when you start again
0: right uh, that um, cliffhanger at the end yeah because yeah.
1: <laughs> the temptation is everybody's listening let's just keep going but that is true if yes. you wait until you've lost them then it kind of can create some bad habits and bad attention or or even maybe even a little right. bit of dread because they know it's gonna go on forever. Mm-hmm. Um so stop earlier than you would yeah. want to. That's great. Um and then stop to explain and answer mm. questions. Um even pause yeah. the audiobook. Um so I I remember I use a lot of audiobooks especially if I want to stretch a reading level. If I want to go where I know they won't go on their own
0: mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
1: in a book, and so we've we've listened to some harder reads. Um, mm-hmm. Howard Pyle's Robin Hood. That is not an easy one to listen oh, yeah. to. The language mm-hmm. is really complicated. Right. But mm-hmm. um, I found that when I was, pa- I would just pause it after a while and say, "Did you understand what's going on?" Or, and then mm-hmm, I would retell. Mm-hmm. I would narrate back. Um, or they said, what, what did they say there? And I would explain it. And eventually it's kind of that immersion concept. Yes. At the end of the book, I was Mm -hmm. having to stop less because eventually they're, they're used to that language and they're used to what's going on. Um, Watership Down was another one that, Mm. I would not want to have to read aloud. (laughs) There's so many (laughs) complicated names. I was so thankful someone else was reading it. Right, exactly. Such a good story. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, there were some explanations needed. Mm -hmm. But to just stop and answer those questions as they came up to have those conversations. Because sometimes the conversations stem from pausing, from stopping the story. Mm
0: -hmm. um, And Mm -hmm. allowing those
1: questions to come up. So...
0: Yeah, because you can breeze right past them, and then you're not thinking about it, and then they you you don't hit that subject. So you mm-hmm. don't know. So what did you use as kind of your gauge for when we should stop? Was, was there certain things that you noticed about your kids, or that you would just kind of keep on your register that, or. Did it just was kind of happen arbitrarily when you, you picked?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was probably more arbitrary of just sometimes – it was probably little of all of that. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, a kid would say, what just happened? <laughs> and, you know, right. it's time yep. mm-hmm. Or sometimes I would, you know, oh, did you catch that? That was so funny, but nobody caught it but me. Oh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I would have to go back and, okay, let's look at this again. Yeah. Um, so I think it was probably a mix of all of that of just – gauging that and saying okay let's stop after a few minutes and see if everybody's following the story Mm -hmm. watching them yeah
0: yeah so i suppose you know at first your kids probably were like what is she doing but you know after you do that on a more regular basis they'll get used to that oh yeah well we can stop or i can i can ask a question and we can stop that instead of, we just have Mm -hmm. to listen through, you know, this is our time to be quiet. And, um, but, but that conversation is encouraged. Um, Yes.
1: And it really, it does have to be trained because some of the older ones get impatient and think, oh, let's just get on with the story and say, no, this is important. (laughs) You know, let's, let's make sure everyone is enjoying this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there is some training involved with everybody of, this is how we respect each other. And this is how right. we can all share this experience.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, as kids get older, they need to learn to have patience. Anyway. So, <laughs> so you're doing some character training at the same right, time. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And um, so what about choosing books for struggling readers? Mm-hmm. Cause I know we can, go, well, yeah, I can go to the library, but is there maybe a way to go with a list at least of what I should look for? Or if I'm looking online and reserving books um, at the library, where where can I start before we, we head that direction mm-hmm. to know that these are really good books that, that may fit for my student?
1: Yeah. Um, I go around to all these literature-rich curriculum websites and look and see what they have in there. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> well, a lot of it, even curriculum I'm not using, I look at their lists and say, okay, what are they reading? Mm-hmm. Um, and that gives me ideas for things. Um, obviously, yeah. the curriculum I use has a list mm-hmm. of different options for us. Um, sometimes, like I said, I'll just kind of Google the talk. Okay, Greeks, we're studying Greeks. What's in the library? And yeah. kind of uh-huh. look through from there and pick mm-hmm. some. Um, as far as tailoring it specifically to a struggle, a lot of times i will look at what they are reading and enjoying themselves. What are they picking? Mm-hmm. And then I'll take that book and I'll look it up on, um, Lexile.com, um, and find the Lexile score for the books I know they're enjoying. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times I can use that to search other books that they would enjoy that are kind of on that same yes. level. Mm-hmm. And so that's a tool I will use. Um, I'll also use it if they come to me and say, "Um, I can't figure out what's going on. This book's too hard. Um, I'll take the book and look it up on that Lexile website Mm -hmm. because it will let me know, especially if I kind of already know what their score is because I've, Mm -hmm. I've been looking books up. So I know, okay, my kid's kind of around this number. You can put it in and it'll tell you how much they're comprehending. So mm. you can look at the book, type in their score, and it will say, "Yeah, your child's probably comprehending sixty-five percent of this." Oh and wow. you're like, Oh, yeah. okay. Then that's why. Yes. Yeah, so right. I'm right. Getting this is why you. you're right. This this one's <laughs> tough. <laughs> uh-huh. So, and then, then maybe we'll switch to those other methods. Like maybe we'll choose the audiobook. Maybe we'll switch to the ebook. We won't necessarily <laughs> toss the book. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do. Sometimes it's just okay. This one. We've got to it's take a break. Another time. Yeah, yes. for another <laughs> we time. Yeah. We've
0: got to wait a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, that um, yeah.
1: Lexile.com website has been a real lifesaver.
0: Yeah. So I put all of those links um, and Tracy had one for Lexile um, in the list she gave me. So those are in the description already on the YouTube channel if you want to look at those. But um, for, Tracy, for those people that don't know what Lexile is, mm-hmm. can you give a little description about um, that Lexile score and what it, yeah. what it provides for you as a parent?
1: Yeah, it's a score that they've given for a book that includes more than just, okay, here's the vocabulary of the book. It takes into account a lot of different elements of comprehension. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It takes into account the number of words, the number of difficult words, um, the interest. And so within that lexile, it it scores each book to say, okay, here's how much a child is likely to comprehend. But then it also can break Mm -hmm. it down into here is a low reading level, high interest book for someone who maybe is an older kid, but has reading struggles or, mm-hmm. um, here's, here's a score for someone who is a younger child has a very high reading level, but we don't want him reading certain material. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of, there's different, um, codes and scores that it provides to kind of give you those different categories mm-hmm. for kids mm-hmm. who aren't just at grade level.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't just like come as a package where all the yeah. comprehension and the reading and all of that go together, <laughs> which a lot of our struggling readers don't. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, and age level and all of that included. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, well, thank you for describing that because I remember the first time you told me about that because um, Tracy's also written a. Um, an article on the Sped Homeschool website. If you just search Lexile on there, um, and I learned a lot from that article because I had no idea what a Lexile score was. <laughs> so, um, so definitely.
1: Yeah, so. I felt like a gold mine when I found it. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly. it's been very helpful. Yeah. Um, another thing I found, if for struggling readers, is to kind of branch out with different genre, ah, and so. Yeah. Um, I know because one child really liked fantasy. I assumed another child would really like fantasy. Uh, and yeah, then I've come to, know right? <laughs> the reading challenges made fantasy just extraordinarily difficult because mm. so much in fantasy is abstract. It's not related right. to anything concrete.
0: Yeah.
1: And so that particular child did much better with your realistic fiction.
0: Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Another child might really do well with the nonfiction stories um, right. where there's not a plot line to follow, there's just the facts. Mm-hmm. And so, just kind of mixing it up and seeing, okay, which genre are they doing well with? Mm-hmm. Um, and having that freedom, even within subject areas, to say, okay, let's read a really good fiction story that includes all of the scientific knowledge and see if you mm-hmm. can. Comprehended a little better than just this encyclopedia I could give you, or um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, just every child is kind of different.
0: Exactly, Um, yeah, yeah, and. So, and it, it helps them explore different types of reading so that as they do get older, they'll know mm-hmm. this is kind of what I like. You know, it's like my mm-hmm. my husband always picks up a biography and I'm like, huh, oh, I can't do that. You know, I don't mind reading yeah. a biography every once in a while, but mm-mm. and but that's what he loves. And and so, yeah, it we all tend to gravitate towards different um, mm-hmm. different things that we like, and but we have to experience them all to kind of know what we like. And so that's a great yeah. thing to be able to do while you're homeschooling.
1: Yeah. And even those Lexile scores could be very different between genre. Um,
0: ah, they yes. might have a
1: much lower Lexile score with a nonfiction book because they don't have that storyline to kind of help mm-hmm. them know what's going on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so just being able to, I, again, that's, that's the freedom of that literature-rich approach. You can mix all of those different reading levels between subjects and among subjects to kind of help your, your struggling reader.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good information. So, um, so do you, anything else about choosing books for struggling readers that we haven't covered yet?
1: Um I, I guess just a couple of books that I have really enjoyed for myself that have helped me mm-hmm. um both in how to do read alouds, how to choose books for my kids, and then how to help with that expression and comprehension. Um mm. Read Aloud Revival. Um I think it's Sarah McKenzie. Hmm. Um no, wait. I have it. Yeah, Sarah McKenzie. Um, has been one that's, she has a lot of great tips in there for engaging your kids and, um, even almost like a book match. Like if your child likes this book, then they might like this book too, kind of a section of recommended Mm -hmm. lists in the back for different age groups. Um, and then know and tell, um, I can't remember the author of that right now, Hmm but that's another good one. It's on, it's the Charlotte Mason method of narration, but she really has some great tips oh, for even what to expect.
0: Yeah. I think Sonia Schaefer shared that a yes. couple weeks ago when I was in yes. her. So, yes. yes. Mm-hmm.
1: It has so many helpful things of really breaking it down into stages, not even ages and grade levels of, okay, mm-hmm. so if your child is here, here's what you can do for narration and, and comprehension and,
0: Oh, neat. And then
1: here's some creative ways to engage them. And then by the time mm-hmm. they get to high school, here's what it could look like. But um, huh. it, it was really eye-opening. So those are two books that were have been really helpful for me and kind of shaping how I view what we do. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's great. So you had said um, you use e-books. Oh, Yeah. And so how does, how do you do, I know I've checked them out from the library before, Mm -hmm. which I didn't know for a long time I could do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I guess every library system is different, but ours Mm -hmm. has a couple of different ones that we can check eBooks out from them. Um, And then, you know, there's your iBooks, your Kindle. Mm -hmm. Um, So different ones that offer that. Um, even the Bible, you know, my daughter will read her Bible on her iPad versus
0: mm-hmm.
1: she tends to that more. She has both, but she tends huh. to that one really? more because she can blow up the font and shorten the line oh, length and yes. mm-hmm. change those, you know, colors and add the audio, you know, with her mm-hmm. ESP Bible app, she can add the audio and listen to it while she's looking at it. And mm-hmm. um, so, there's a range of things that that help her, especially if you have tracking issues, to be right. able to customize some of those things, mm-hmm. um, take some of that struggle out of reading.
0: Does it take a lot of work to, to set up those customizations? No. Do you, do, you have to, do you have to do it every book or is it kind of built into
1: I'm not sure because she does really? all of that. that's, that's awesome. She, that she does she that. <laughs> she does it. <laughs> so I don't mess around with it too much, but I know it's not hard. I don't know if she mm-hmm. has to do it for each book or if it's just kind of a default that once she set, mm-hmm. it's set. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and maybe it's different with each format that you use Kindle versus iBook versus something else. It right. could be mm-hmm. a little bit different. Yeah. So.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I know my, my son, when he, my, my brother has dyslexia too. And I remember just when they had the Kindle very beginning, you know, the just the black and white ones, that's all the, that were out mm-hmm. there. But he's like, did you know you have this option here that it reads it to you? And he's like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so yeah, it was like just a, a wonderful thing because struggling so much, mm-hmm. you know, just any type of help that, um, that, they can have with technology and to know that um, it's become so normalized now that Mm -hmm. you know it's we it's not even considered assistive technology people just use it to make reading easier for everybody so right um, but it's it's Mm -hmm. great that that's available So, so yeah so what if a student has, like, multifaceted learning disabilities or um, unlabeled struggle? What would you advise parents to do in teaching this type of student? Um, maybe they don't know where to start, mm. but um, but want to use literature to teach still.
1: Um I think having that variety of options to choose from is going to be a good place Mm -hmm. to start. Don't limit yourself wide range of grade, grade level reading levels Mm -hmm. and kind of see what your kid tends to. Right. What are they picking? Mm -hmm. um, And being okay with that. I know there was one year where we were studying Renaissance and I just kind of filled the shelf and let my daughter kind of pick and she gravitated to Da Vinci, and she hmm. really got everything I had on him. And so, I, of course, I'm going back to the library and getting more because I think, oh, right. we've hit on something yeah. here. <laughs> uh-huh. um, she read, you know, several things that were probably above her reading level because now hmm. she's, she's hooked, she's engaged, she really. Right. And years later, she can tell me all of these things about Da Vinci because she really. Wow connected with him. And there's been a few other things Mm -hmm. like that where, um, just letting her kind of make her own choices and take a little bit of control, um, made it less overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And as I just watched what choices she made, it taught me a lot about who she was, what her reading level was, Mm -hmm. what her struggles were, what her interests were. And so allowing that element of choice, Mm -hmm. um was really helpful to kind of figure her out um Mm -hmm. and then um working on one skill at a time
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: and again i think this is where it's easy for us to think oh no you can't read that because you're at this reading level um Mm -hmm. but it's okay to use something way even below the reading level if you're going to teach a complicated concept Let's, that's
0: a great point. Mm -hmm. Let's get
1: out a picture book. If we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. this figurative language, um, let's not get that high school poem, (laughs) you know, to teach this, let's start with something simple. Mm -hmm. And then that up, that harder thing is going to be a little easier to tackle. Um, so choosing
0: something that is a little more multi-sensory. Yes. Yeah.
1: And that way they're not tackling a challenge from their weakness. Mm-hmm. You're bringing it back down to a level where this is doable. This is manageable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So whatever. Yeah, that could be. That could be writing or reading. Either one, but mm-hmm. just which one skill are we gonna focus on and right. bring everything else down, so that it's just that one skill? Um, mm-hmm. Or if I'm gonna push a reading level. Then we're just going to enjoy it. I'm not going to try to ask hard questions about the story. We're just going to make sure we followed the story. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the main thing of what's going on. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, just narrowing things down and just taking that one skill at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know sometimes I'm asked, you know, okay, we did this story together and I asked my kid what they remembered, and I just get this deer-in-the-headlights look. And oh, yes, yes. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember anything. Um, and I think it's important, again, because it can be so multifaceted to figure out, is this an issue of comprehension? Do they really not understand? Right. Exactly. Or is this another kind of a language disability where they're having uh-huh. a hard time? Maybe they know what's going on, But they can't figure out how to tell you what's going on Mm -hmm. and that expressive. And so the I don't know Mm -hmm. comes, but there's so many layers to that I don't know. How do you figure that out? Mm -hmm. And so I think um, slowing down and and trying to decide, okay, instead of just panicking and thinking, ah, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. messing this up, to realize. (laughs)
0: Exactly. That's um, kind of where we we go, isn't it? (laughs) It's
1: all me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. yeah and so again having having those options of Mm -hmm. you know maybe they do get to build a minecraft world about the book they just read um and that's their way of showing you they really got what's going on Mm um letting them make the board game yeah that goes along Mm -hmm. with the story and they can show you that they understood the setting they understood what the character had to go through Mm -hmm. but it's all on a a tangible, that multi-sensory, they didn't have to say it. They had that visual. Right. To make those connections. Mm-hmm. Um, letting them yeah. write comics, the comic mm-hmm. book method of sketch right. it, write the little blurb to let me know this was your favorite scene. You've got something out of this. Mm-hmm. And so just having different ways, just t- going at it from so if it's multifaceted, then you have to go at it from so many different angles to say, okay, yeah. Which exactly. facet is going to work here? Um. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's so important for our kids to be able to explore that when they're kind of in those um, elementary, junior high type years, because it will it gives them an idea of what they enjoy doing mm-hmm. and how they express themselves. And I've seen that happen for my kids when they picked careers. It, mm-hmm. it has really moved towards things that they've gravitated towards all the way through their schooling. And it wasn't a surprise about any of them on what, you know, what they've, mm-hmm. they've focused on. Um, and and I love when, you know, you're, you're talking about just as I've, as I've, you know, studied or watched my child, and I, I mm-hmm. love that because so, so often we're watching the the other stuff going on in our school you know are we checking the boxes are we yeah. filling out the the forms are we getting the grades and but to watch them and mm-hmm. to really learn who they are as that kind of unfolds in front of us and mm-hmm. that's just so beautiful to um to embrace as a homeschooler and that's why doing it the long for the long haul um is is so rewarding because you've watched that happen with your kids so yeah that's that's awesome so um for those of you that are watching we still have about nine minutes (laughs) or eight and a half (laughs) before we're we're done if you want to add in a a question at the end um we we'd love that um but i'll just um is there anything else that that you've feel led to share Tracy as we're we're kind of winding down our time
1: um I guess one thing I would say is that this is obviously is not the only way and it wouldn't even be something I would say this is the best way um Mm -hmm. and we've really enjoyed it but there are so many different methods different ways of going about teaching um but the one thing is don't let your child's struggles discourage you from trying this. Yeah. Because sometimes you think, well, I could never do that because. Mm -hmm. um, And sometimes that'll surprise you that this, I mean, if I had known my kids struggled before, would that have colored our decisions and shaped them? Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, "Oh well, we're here. Let's see how it goes," <laughs> yes, <laughs> <You> know, exactly, <laughs> um, and really finding out that it was a huge blessing. Um, mm-hmm. So, not the only way, but definitely one that if you're looking at, don't be discouraged yeah, to try, try it. Try it
0: out. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's 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 great advice because yeah, we can say my child doesn't read well, so therefore. Mm-hmm. Um, literature is just not the way to go and you have sh- just shown us you know in the last hour that that's not true
1: <laughs> and mm-hmm.
0: I hope that will encourage many but um, but yeah trying out different things I mean that's kind of what I did when we first started homeschooling we, we tried a little of everything before we settled mm-hmm. on it and um, I kind of but me as a homeschool mom had to like it too as, mm-hmm. as much as my kids, because, you know, I see you have a passion for this, Tracy, and that's yes. why your kids embrace it, is because they see mm-hmm. you're excited, and so this is something that um, that you can go the long haul with, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like, oh, goodness, we got another day of school, okay. and, you know, so many moms just get into that mode of, well, this is what's best for my child, and so I'm just going to do it, and, you know, it's your life, too. I Yeah. I, the one thing that I always tell parents, you know, with read out louds, my, my big advice is choose some books for yourself too, mm-hmm. to build them in there because, you know, yes, I, I wanted to read all the classics I missed when I was going to public school. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but sometimes I just needed something and I was like, you know what, this kind of fits with what we're studying. So I'm going to put this book in here because <laughs> I want to read it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, <laughs> you got to do that take mm-hmm. care of yourself. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Well, this has been awesome. So encouraging. Um, just thank you, Tracy, for all the things that you shared. And again, all the resources and links that, um, Tracy shared, um, uh, are in the, the description. I don't think I, I put your blog on there. I'll make sure I, I add that tomorrow when I when I update the, the YouTube video, so that people can know where to find you okay. as well. Do you want
1: to tell
0: them a little bit about that as we're we're wrapping up? Uh, sure. What yeah. You blog about.
1: Um, I blog at GrowingInGrace.com, um, and just a little bit about our homeschool journey, products that work for us. Um, we do homeschool with a classical Charlotte Mason approach, and so how that works. With our family and and our particular journey um, mm-hmm. and how that's changed over the years and so um, yeah so we share a little bit about that and the things that work for us and awesome mm-hmm.
0: yeah lots of good encouragement and so you'll also find Tracy's blog on our um, our blogging partners page on mm-hmm. spedhomeschool dot com so. Um, but but yeah, so this wraps up our month of talking about um, curriculum, homeschool curriculum methodologies. And next month, we are going to dive into IEPs, Individual mm. Education Plans or sometimes called SEPs, Student Education Plans. And um, do I really need it? Why am I doing this? How do I do this? But we're going to start off next week with a. Um, a SPED homeschool team member, Don Spence, and the therapy provider for her daughter who have worked together to write her daughter's homeschool IEP for years. And they're going to share how they do that and how they work together to set goals and then use them in therapy as well as in homeschool. And so, um, so we're going to talk about enlisting help, home, um, IEP helpers um, for your homeschool and just how to how they've made that work it's it's a really a beautiful relationship they have and um, so i'm excited to have them on as guests to um to discuss that and that'll be next week but um we also want to thank maloney method for sponsoring this episode of sped homeschool conversations you can find out more about their direct instruction reading program at malonymethod.com. so thank you to them for sponsoring this and thank you again tracy it's been a uh, delight. And thank good to you. See you again. And yes. um, and thank you all for joining us on another episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We'll be back here next week at same time, same places. So we'll see you then. Have a great night, everyone. Bye.
1: Bye. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio.
0: Happy listening.